What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Sports Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay, and I have one of my best friends in the world, the lovely Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? Oh, it's going. It's a uh, hot. Now it's going to be another hot day out, and uh, but uh, you know it's a fabulous day to talk about it. Another Braves win, and it is twelve in a row now. So um, let's keep going and see how many we can get. Well, if you add a zero to that, that's how hot it feels outside right now. I thought. Ah, uh, that is. Oh, that's that's a hundred percent the truth. Yeah. Uh, you know, Monday was uh, heat index of around one hundred and ten. Supposed to set some more records, but uh, you know what? Uh, with this uh, humidity, the way it is uh, for the for Braves, at least the ball seems to be traveling out mm-hmm. of the park, and that's a good thing. So if the heat does that, then I'll take it every day, right? All right. I thought I was beating the heat by getting my workouts in early, but holy crap! Oh no, you can't. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, years ago, and I'm saying years ago, whenever um, uh, I was a lot younger. Uh, I would, you know, go out in the middle of the day, it'd be hot, I didn't matter if it was hot, if it was cold, if there was ice, snow, whatever on the ground, but then I realized I'm too old for that now, so the bike indoors, both in the morning and afternoon, are good enough for me, because you're right, uh, even the dog doesn't want to go out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as hot as we say it is, I think the Braves are a little bit hotter, but I want to get to that in a little bit. I've got some tidbits. That uh, people Uh-oh. might not know, but they 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 will find very interesting. Um, yes. It, does the name Necro mean anything to you? Yeah, that would be uh, old Nuxie himself, Phil Necro. Well, there is another Necro in the minor leagues for the Braves. Oh, really? Okay, so uh, you know, there's Phil, Phil and Joe. Obviously, were the the two brothers, but right. uh, I did not realize that. I'm not sure who he's if it's whose son or. Know who it is, but it's JJ. Right. He is oh. at Augusta right now, and he's got 51 and two thirds innings, and he's leading that staff. He's 24 years old, so he, he's, I think he's got a 2.0 or 9 ERA or 2.9 yeah. ERA. But yeah, uh, he's leading that staff in innings. He is 24, so he's a little bit too old for the single A right. Um, right. level. But I, I got a feeling he's going to come up to Rome here in, in a. Huh. Few weeks. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that would be grandson, maybe, of okay. one of those guys. Uh, yeah, because, you know, old Nuxy was old whenever he was pitching for the Braves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. I like that, though. That's good. That's good I, stuff. Do, I got a question about them, too, after I give you this other fact. Um, yeah. Roy Bear Salinas, he's split time between Rome and Augusta. He has 99 strikeouts, 28 walks. Wow. Now, there um, you go. That's yeah. good. How many innings? Um, I I didn't hear that part. Okay. So, well, obviously, yeah, well, obviously, they haven't played enough innings probably to, to push him up there into the into that high range. But that's good. 99 strikeouts and only 28. That's good. Uh, that's my kind of pitcher right there. You know, you're uh, you know, I think that's kind of the struggles with what we saw for Monday night's game with Ian Anderson, you know, and and the, the, the walks that, uh, you know, those walks come back to kill you. But, uh, you know, uh, that's one thing you got to work on. But that's good. 99 strikeouts. That's good. Um, question. You yes. see, uh, I don't know. I know Phil and Joe, or Phil Negro and Joe Negro either face each other hitting and pitching. Do you 
Did you see that? Do you know anything about that? I don't. All I knew of was, uh, of course, Phil Necro. Um, you know, back when the Braves were um, back in the early 80s, whenever they, you know, started uh, being on TV, of course, you had Phil Necro as a pitcher. And of course, he was up in age then at the time, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, a knuckleballer. Um, mm-hmm. But if I recall, I thought both those guys were, were pitchers. Uh, but I just remember from the Phil Necro side of things, uh, Joe, I think, um, you know, went on maybe with the Astros, maybe with the Yankees. I mean, they're, they're, Phil also went, I think, to the Yankees. So, I mean, there were, there was a, you know, um, you know, they were all over the place. But I just remember Phil, uh, the old knuckleballer, because the guy behind the plate named Bruce Benedict, uh, catcher, uh, he used to always have to wear a bigger glove when Phil Necro pitched, <laughs> uh, a wider glove. And he used to always say, they, they ask him a question, well, how, uh, how is it catching a knuckleballer? And he says, well, I'll just wait and pick it up when it stops rolling. Uh, <laughs> so, which is kind of funny. And I, I remember that's the one line I remember from Bruce Benedict. He wasn't a great, good catcher, but, you know, may not have been the, the greatest, but, uh, you know, wasn't a great hitter, but. Uh, you know, I can still tell you that 1982 lineup, and he was part of it. But it, that was the one thing he always said. And obviously, knuckleballers are always hard to to, um, to catch anyway. But if you, if you remember too, knuckleballers seem to have a lot of success. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they stick around for a long time just because they're not taxing their arm throwing that pitch. Right. Uh, and that's why Phil Negro pitched. You know, in his upper 40s. You know, he he oh, wow. was he was still going. Uh, I mean, he looked about 60 when he finished, but um, I mean, he's, he, you know, he's got a statue, uh, you know, just a great Braves player, but knuckleballers just don't use their arms uh, and tax their arms as much. And mm-hmm. Tim Wakefield, another one you remember, but um, you know, my, I try to get my son to, to throw a knuckleball and, and I tried it at one time and I tried, I tried to get him and he was, he was okay with it. He just never got it to a pitch. And that's just because you never know where it's going to go. Right. Um, and and people just don't understand how how hard it is to throw uh, a knuckleball. It's just very very hard. And uh, you know you see, uh, I, I know Monday night Dansby was laughing at one uh, ball that came off the bat and it was knuckling around. Well, if if you you know you get a ball that's coming with an exit velocity of eighty or eighty five miles an hour coming at you knuckling, man, that thing's hard to, to find that. where it's going to go. Oh my goodness, and it's it's hard. Uh, and that's just the way a knuckleballer is. You just never know where it's going to go. Um, I just remember – I heard a story that they face each other. I don't remember – that's the only part I remember about it is Joe and Phil facing each other. Right. That's all yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, brothers. You know, you add them to the list of, uh, you know, brothers, although Joe I don't think got as – obviously didn't get as many wins, but Phil mm-hmm. with a, a lot of wins out there. And, and uh, so, you know, you add them to the list of brothers, uh, you know, pitching brothers, that is. Uh, you know, the Deans, and, and uh, there there have been others, but uh, add them to the list of pitching brothers with wins, and uh, you may not ever see that again. Uh, they were talking about how, uh, I believe it was, maybe it was Monday night, they were talking about how the Hall of Fame ballots may have to change a lot because you're never going to see guys that are going to get 300 wins again. Right. Um, you know, how you're going to, you may see inflated home run numbers, uh, right. but you're, you're also going to see inflated strikeout numbers. You know, you're going to see other things, but you may see, you never, you may never see guys get 3000 hits. Uh, that's, 
that may be a lost art just because careers don't go as long, especially pitching careers don't go as long. So uh, I think we're a long way away from seeing another 300-game winner. Um, you know, hits maybe, but uh, we're a long way away. You know, I wish Nick Marcakis had stuck around a little bit longer so maybe he could have gotten to 3,000 hits. Oh, that because been. honestly – yeah, because honestly, he was a guy that was getting closer every every year, and and, um, and surprisingly enough, you know, I, I think maybe twenty seven, maybe twenty seven hundred hits somewhere in that neighborhood. You know, you mm-hmm. wouldn't have seen that from a guy. Although if you watched him, and as Braves fans, you watched him for a few years, you knew that guy could hit. Yep. Uh, and and he was a guy I thought that would be the next candidate to get three thousand hits. But you know, a guy like Miguel Cabrera, uh, you know, with three thousand hits, so. Um, you know, pitching, uh, you know, you're not, you may not see the 300 wins anymore. Uh, you may see 200, but, uh, you know, 300 is going to be a lofty, a lofty goal. Right, right. Um, well, getting into the Braves this past weekend, like we said earlier, they're still on their 12-game winning streak. Um, let's see, Spencer Strider went Friday. and Yes. The Braves won 4-2, yeah. to two, I believe, correct? Uh, yeah, it was. It was four to two final score. Uh, you know, got two runs in the third, got a run in the fourth, got a run in the fifth, and then the Pirates got their two runs there in the eighth. But Strider absolutely went. Um, you know, uh, went over five innings this time. Went five and two thirds. Just couldn't get out of the didn't couldn't get out of that sixth inning. But but still, that pitch count was around that eighty mark, mm-hmm. uh, and had eight strikeouts, only walked one guy, and then Dylan Lee who. Uh, Monday night came in and, and kind of cleaned up a little bit with the Nationals and pitched great, as a matter of fact. Once again, with a good uh, outing out of the bullpen uh, with with an inning with, with two strikeouts. But Strider, again, uh, you know, another great outing. Uh, just gave up four hits and, um, you know, another quick game. But the bullpen, uh, although they didn't pitch a whole lot, uh, O'Day pitched a third of an inning, Stevens pitched a third of an inning, Mentor pitched two-thirds of an inning, and then Kenley Jansen finished it up. Uh, you know, that's that's a, a good stretch. But, again, Spencer Strider right there with five and two-thirds innings. That's what I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see him to get past that fifth inning mark and to see where he was at, uh, you know, when he got up to that 80, 85 pitches. So, now now we're at that 85 pitch mark. Let's see if we can go to 90. And I think that's what we're going to see, hopefully, uh, in, you know, his next start, which will be on Wednesday because Max Freed goes Tuesday night. So, Wednesday, Strider will go again. and. And uh, so hopefully uh, – and, and Strider will have the bullpen as long as, you know, that's not taxed enough on Tuesday night. Strider will have the whole bullpen on, on Wednesday at his, uh, at his leisure because there's a day yeah. off. Right. Uh, there's, there's a day off on Thursday. So – but I want to see him get, you know, uh, I want to see him get that 90 mark uh, so that way we can kind of keep pushing to get up to 100. But another great game, um, you know, the, the upper part of the order – uh, with all the offense, and once again, Dansby Swanson just uh, just killing the ball. I mean, just absolutely hitting the ball in that number two spot. The games are running together, like we've we've said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who, who stood out to you from this game? I did. I did watch this whole game, but I, I, I like I said, it's it's running together, and I can't remember. Do you well, uh, remember? Who stood yeah, Dansby. Yeah, well, Dansby would be the guy. Uh, although you know, you look at Spencer Strider, I. I I'm all for pitching, by the way. Uh, being a former pitcher, I, I you know, I, I do love the pitching. So, um, you know, that Strider, again, with those eight strikeouts, you know, 
uh, always pitching like his pants are on fire. He gets out there and he just throws. He just throws strikes. You know, the interesting part of it was that the, the C, we talked about this on, on Friday too, about how he would react after pitching in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought he came out and played very well. Uh, you know, only one walk, which was great. Um, you know, through strikes, uh, they gave him some run support, which certainly helps. And in a pitcher's mind, that really helps. You know, he did go the first couple of innings with no runs, but then they got two, uh, you know, in the third, one in the fourth, and one in the fifth. So, you know, he's pitching with a 4 nothing lead before he ends up coming out of the game. So, uh, that's that's good. On a pitcher's mind, that's good. That's what you want uh, to get that lead. And, and I say that, and that's just because, um, you know, it's going to take – to tie the game, it's going to take three runners to get on and then a, and a grand slam. Mm. Uh, and, and, and even the Apple TV, whenever they do – uh, their games and they show that stat up there, uh, grand slams, that's going to be really low. And mm-hmm. as a pitcher, you just have to realize that when you get that many runs out there, just no strike. That's all you got to do. Let right. them hit it. Uh, you probably got the best defense out there. And, and now <laughs> with, and now with, uh, even with Ozzy Albies out probably for the next four to six weeks because of that fractured foot that he got last night, uh, you know, it, you're putting Arcia out there and, and that, he's a good defensive player too. So, I mean, you got the best defense out there. And as you know, my my mama used to always say, just throw it, let him hit it. Uh, and and that's what all he did is he just went in there and he threw strikes. And and uh, but but I say, on the offensive side of things, man, Dansby Swanson three for four, uh, two RBIs, another run, uh, just hitting just hitting the ball out of that out of that two hole. And 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 even as we progress and we go on, you, you know, into Saturday's game. Uh, Saturday, another good game for Dansby Swanson. So, I mean, he's just playing. And, you know, if I remember this correctly, uh, this, you know, Dansby won his arbitration case, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this may be what they classify as the old contract year. Mm-hmm. And if it's the old contract year, guess what? You know, he's looking to get a good-sized contract. Yes. And, and hopefully we don't lose Dansby Swanson to somebody else because right now uh, he is – he has lighted it up at the top. And then, you know, you compound that. You put Ronald up there at the top uh, and Ronald leading off. And if Ronald gets on, um, you know, he gets on first. And, and, and over the weekend, <laughs> if I recall correctly, in, in uh, the uh, – I think it was Saturday. Uh, he's on first, and it's first and third, I believe. And it, the Braves are down by a run. And Dansby gets a little blue pin, oh. and Ronald scores. You I know? think it was bases so, loaded. Yeah, well, maybe, and you're right, uh, and and he scores mm-hmm. uh, from first base on a little blue hit. Uh, I mean, he was just taking off running. So those two guys at the top have really done well uh, in setting up everybody else down the lineup, uh, and, and that's what it takes. You know, it, it used to be your your leadoff guy got on, he could steal, or you bunted him over to second base. Uh, you know, well now it's Ronald, he just steals second, and then Danger just hits him in. Uh, so. Uh, but 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 Dansby right now is just hitting the ball well. Right. Um, I, I heard that play. Uh, we were in Rome while th- that whole game, but I was keeping up with it. Yeah. Uh, and I heard like the way uh, Acuna runs through the stop sign, the red light, as they called it. Yes. He was yes. gone. He wasn't gonna. He wasn't even looking. No. Well, I was. Um, I you know those. Um, those mid-afternoon Saturday games, I'm not a huge fan of, no. um, because I'm usually out doing something, and and my son wanted to go see the new Jurassic Park movie, mm-hmm. uh, so we went to the movies, 
but you know how you can keep up with it in the movies. Uh, and, and so I was just keeping up with it during the movies. And, and I knew, you know, of course we were losing and, and I was a little frustrated and, and the movie was a little slow at, at times. And so then the movie got ramped up and guess who else got ramped up? <laughs> uh, you know, the Braves got ramped up at the time. And, and so, uh, I looked at my son and, and I said, we got the bases, we got the bases loaded. And Danzy comes up and clears him. I said, he just cleared him. We just took the lead. And then I said, Ozzy just hit a grand slam. And, you know, we were both not only cheering because dinosaurs were eating people and they were getting away and it was exciting, <laughs> but the Braves were winning too. So, I mean, it was, you know, it, it was great. <laughs> awesome. You never know what you're yeah. going to get on this podcast. You get a movie review and a Braves review. So. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yes. You never know dinosaurs eating people or Braves winning one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I actually caught the uh, they, the Braves Radio Network. If you're not following them, follow them too. It's a great right. Um, yeah. On Twitter, they they tweeted out the highlight of uh, Ben Ingram calling that grand slam, and it it gives you chills. It's awesome. I love it. I love oh it. yeah, yeah. Those yeah, I love those guys. Those guys are great. Um, I'm an old radio guy, so you know I always like um, listen. Uh, you know, uh, coming back from um, when I was working. Um, you know, either a football game, I've worked for a football game by myself, or if I was working a basketball game by myself, you know, at night, I was able to come back and listen on the radio. And you could tune in and you could hear um, sta- radio stations from all over the country that were what they classified as clear channel, which would go pretty much from like coast to coast. And mm-hmm. so I'd hear a lot of, I'd hear a lot of, you know, like your Camo X out of St. Louis or, or um, you know, you, you know, there's Cleveland, there's Dallas, you know, all those. So I'd listen to those radio guys. So I'm an old radio guy. So it's all... <laughs> You know, I like I like listening to radio Sunday afternoon. I'm liable to find myself outside, you know, washing a car or doing something. And I'm, I'm taking my phone with me, which is great because I can listen, uh, you know, on the app and and uh, listen to those those guys. So, yeah, I do. Uh, I do like the uh, the radio, the radio voice for sure. I know we're off topic here, but down here we used to get uh, w- is it WLW out of Cincinnati. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. We used to get that, and I, I liked when the Braves weren't on. I really liked listening to Marty Brenneman. Yeah, I, yeah, Marty Brenneman, uh, you know, an, an old school guy. You know, St. Louis is for us uh, here, in, at least in this part of the country. It was Jack Buck and Mike Shannon, mm-hmm. um, and and even you could go uh, if you were to ask my grandparents who passed away, uh, or my mom who would, you know, my 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 grandfather would listen to Harry Carey. Uh, on the radio when he was in St. Louis, because uh, that's where he got his start. You know, I love Bob Costas. Uh, Bob mm-hmm. Costas was a radio guy out of St. Louis as well, uh, out of KMOX, and and uh, so yeah, oh yeah, it's it's uh, I, I I you know go way back with radio for sure, and uh, listen to that all the time, and and I obviously still work in that uh, to some degree, but but that's what I grew up with listening. Uh, before, you know, the, the TV became more prevalent. Well, I've got a shameless plug. If you're looking for someone to listen to on a basketball or football uh, broadcast, Jeremy's a guy. <laughs> Jeremy's pretty awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, another uh, – let's see, this will be uh, this will be 27 years with Murray High and somewhere in the upper 30s okay. uh, as far as a, uh, my career has gone in, in radio. So – uh, I've been around, uh, I guess, a long time. Um, maybe I'll, maybe they'll kick me out one day. I don't know. <laughs> no, too good. Um, <laughs> getting back to Saturday, uh, Morton pitched, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Uh, yep. If that was my, yep, he did. Um, mm-hmm. 
I saw that uh, Jesse Chavez got the win, so I'm assuming he got a no decision because it was tied. Yeah, going into yeah, the- it, yeah. You know, um, uh, Morton gave up. Yeah, Morton gave up um, uh, the the four runs, and of course for for a while, even and before the Braves uh, really got it going, which was that seventh inning. Um, you know, I, funny thing though, you know the Pirates came and scored uh, two runs in the first inning, well, so did the Braves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I recall correctly, this is the game where Ronald led off with a homer and then Dansby uh, came back and followed with a homer. Um, think, and I they got back. Ozzie, or, uh, uh, Riley. Maybe Austin, it's Austin Riley, yeah. But they, they each got two home runs in the first inning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Pirates came back and ended up getting five. You know, uh, or getting two in the fifth, and then, of course, the Braves got eight in the seventh. You know, mm-hmm. Morton did pitch a bad game. You know, six innings, he struck out 12 guys and only walked one guy. Um, okay. That's that's good stuff. I'll take that. Yeah, he did give up four runs, but, you know, I'm not necessarily looking at the ERA much as of right now mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, you pitch in the in the early – in the this is, why, this is why it bothers me sometimes about when you look at ERA. Um, in the early part of the years – you know, you could have a game where you give up eight runs mm-hmm. uh, and and still get the win uh, because your team scores nine. Right. Uh, and then you might have another one. Of course, your ERA is going to look like a balloon. You know, it's going to go sky high. And then it takes you a long time for as a pitcher to come down from that. Now, as a batter, you know, look at what Michael Harris has done. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, his his average wasn't too great at the start, but look what he's hitting now. Yeah. Uh, and the same way with Dansby Swanson, you know, um, and, and Adam Duvall's average is slowly climbing and Marcel Zuna's finally getting, you know, his stroke back. His average is slowly climbing. You know, you can work on that as a batter because if you get, uh, you know, three hits in a game, you're three for four, or even if you're two for four, you're hitting 500 for that game. Well, guess what? That average is going to go up quickly. Well, right. the pitcher, you know, you're not pitching but every fourth or fifth day, so it takes you a little while to get that ERA down. And Morton's ERA has been coming down slowly but surely. But he's still in that four range. But you know what? If the Braves can score, you know, ten runs, and he gives up four and six innings, and only walks one, and they strikes out twelve, I'll take it every game. Yep, I think that's his career high in strikeouts. Um, yeah, and you talk about Chavez. Chavez came in, pitched two innings, he struck out three guys, and then and then Jesus Cruz finished it up just because you know they had uh, a big lead at the time. Uh, but but you know, good on the bullpen's part because. They didn't use a lot. You know, Chavez came in and pitched two innings. That's great. You know, Cruz finished it up, so they didn't have to use Kenley Jansen. They didn't have to use Will Smith or Mentor, uh, you know, or, or anybody like that. You know, though they could save those guys, and that's the whole deal coming up with the Nationals, uh, you know, on Monday night is, is uh, you know, they had that little rain delay. But they, And the same thing going back to the Rockies. You know, their bullpen was already pretty taxed because they played a couple of double headers, and I think the Nationals are the same way. They've got some coming up, so – you know, if you can just get to the bullpens on some of these games, boy, your chances are high. Chances are high that, that you're going to win the game just because they are tired. Um, so, in this game, <laughs> it's kind of hard to pick a uh, standout because Dainsby stood out, Adam Duvall stood out, uh, Ronald yeah. stood out, um, yeah. Austin Riley yeah, I mean, had big hits. Yeah. Ozzy had the biggest hit, I, I think. He did. Um you know, once again, uh, Dansby with three RBIs, Ozzy had the four, you know, Ozzy had been struggling and, and that's, 
Um, boy, I hate to lose Ozzy at this time, you know, although this is probably the good time to do it if you're going to do it um, because you're going to get through some of the dog days of summer. Right. Uh, you know, you're looking at Ozzy. And, and look, I haven't heard how long he's going to be out, but with a fractured foot, I'm expecting it probably be four to six weeks. Um, and then it's going to take him a little bit more time. So, I, I, you know, you look maybe in that two-month range. Mm -hmm. So now you're looking at maybe mid-August is when he comes back. But you get through kind of some of those dog days of summer to where he's not as tired and, right. and he doesn't have as much mileage on. Um, but he had really found that home run stroke again. And, you know, he just adds a lot to the – the lineup with him being in there and and I, I know this not discounting Arcia by the way who's come in and played very well ended up getting a hit Monday night I believe after coming in and filling in but um I, I I'm just you know it, once again we have one of our big stars go out but Alex Anthopoulos has set this whole thing up to you know if one of those guys goes out guess what we just got another one we'll fill in with right and that's right. what the job of a general manager does but but Ozzy had just gotten that home run stroke back. And, and, and again, Ozzy, um, and it's funny, they, um, during the rain delay Monday night, they were showing some clips of, um, uh, with Ron Washington and with Ozzy and, and Eric Young. And they were, they were showing about stealing some of those in there. They went to Ron Washington and, and showing about what he's looking for, whether he sends a runner or something like that. I think Ron, I don't think it matters what Ron's looking at. He sends them anyway. Um, <laughs> Um, but, except for Acuna. But they were, yeah, except for Acuna, who has his own set of signs, <laughs> uh, which normally means I'm going to do whatever I want to anyway, which that's okay. Um, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But but they were showing about Ozzy stealing. And that's the other thing that Ozzy adds. Uh, you know, Ozzy can bat second if he needs to. Ozzy can bat eighth if he needs to. Mm -hmm. He can bat sixth. He can bat fourth. You know, he's batted all over the lineup pretty much anyway. But it's just the little things that he brings and, and the defensive stuff that he brings but that home run stroke definitely had come back and that was a huge home run on Saturday night the grand slam right definitely um so the Braves ended up winning 10 to 4 um Jesse Chavez gets the win um moving on to Sunday the Braves ended up winning 5 to 3 um this was the Adam Duvall game yeah definitely <laughs> I think definitely. he had four RBIs he had three. Three, okay. Um, I, know but, two, but, I know he hit a two-run homer and a solo shot. Yeah, yeah. and, and then Contreras, Contre they went back-to-back. -back. Um, it was Contreras with the first homer, and then Adam Duvall steps in. And look, Adam Duvall, and, and again, here's here's my, my theory on this is, you know, Kyle Wright, another great game, by the way. We'll talk about that in a minute. But mm -hmm. my theory is as the summer is heating up, the ball gets moving a little bit more. Right. Um, and a little bit more and a little bit more and much like it has been maybe in years past. Uh, but, you know, Contreras uh, with a homer, he hit the foul pole, I believe. And then Adam Duvall just came back and hit another homer. And, you know, as a pitcher, you're getting, you're looking at, I just got two runs. Let's go. Uh, you know, and, and, and as a Braves pitcher, you should automatically go out there and think they're going to give me several runs today, unless you're Max Freed, who doesn't mind pitching with one run. But, uh, you know, end up giving five runs, but but Kyle Wright had enough runs to work for, work work with. But but Adam Duvall, you know, you hope you get that stroke going because what are we going to see when Eddie Rosario comes back? Are we going to see Eddie and him uh, platoon out there in in, um, in in left field and Ozuna still be the DH? You know what? Because I think Michael, I'm pretty sure Michael Harris is stuck. 
Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, just he's he's just a guy that has continued to hit the ball and you know got his first homer uh, at Monday night. So I'm pretty sure that guy's stuck out there in center field and he's not going anywhere. So what are you going to do with Duvall and Rosario when he comes back? Are they going to platoon with Duvall hitting against lefties and and Eddie hitting against righties? I don't know. Uh, but of course, Adam is still making his case to stay out there in left field and and defensively. Um, again, you know, defensively in the outfield with Duvall. Duvall's a good defender. Uh, Michael Harris is going to chase down a lot, and Acuna is going to chase down a lot. So, um, you know, he, he does add a lot, but three RBIs and finally getting that home run stroke going. Do you think the taking the stress of, off of playing as uh, a bigger center field, um, do you yes. think that helps Duvall? Yeah, I do. I, I do. Um, when when Duvall is playing center field and Ozuna is in left field, uh, Duvall has to do almost double, to be right. honest with you. Because and I, I'm not taking anything away from Ozuna, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I do believe Ozuna is going to provide you with a little bit. He just doesn't have the strongest arm in the whole wide world. He's not the quickest out there in left. But right. then again, if you look in years past, you know your home run hitters were the guys in left field, and they were the big guys. I mean, big guys. You know, they and and some of them had good arms and some of them didn't. Uh, but they were the guys, you know, your left fielder was going to be the guy to get you 30 or 40 homers or whatever. So so Ozuna playing left means Duvall has to do almost double, which meaning anything in the gap in, in left center, then he's got to chase it down because Ozuna's not going to be the fastest person to get there. Right. And that, just taxes, that just taxes you. Just like I think Ozuna's a much better DH, uh, and I think he proved that two years ago during the pandemic – was he never played left field. He was always the DH, and I think he had a much better year. And if you can keep him out of the outfield, it doesn't tax him as much. And all he's doing is concentrating on hitting. And now all Duvall's got to worry about is I got I got uh, left center, which usually is patrolled by that Harris guy because he's much younger and much faster, and I just got to worry about the left field uh, foul line, and that's mm-hmm. it. Uh, that's all I got to worry about, and and I don't have to worry about right center because that's where Acuna and Harris are going to be. So I just got two things to worry about, and mostly I just got to worry about the left field line, and that's it, um, because Harris is going to chase it down uh, because he's that fast. But yeah, I think it did. It does take a toll on you playing center field. Uh, although I like playing center, but you do a whole lot in center field that you just don't realize. Right, right. Um, Matt Olson also had a home run in this game too. Yeah, another uh, uh, another game uh, when when the Pirates were getting closer, um, it, we needed another run, and he got an eighth inning homer, which was good to see. Uh, that that stroke starting to um, you know be a, a little more consistent. You know, Matt Olson was not the guy that was going to hit three hundred or three ten or three twenty like Freddie was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew we knew Matt Olson was going to be that two fifty, two sixty, two seventy hitter. That's fine. Uh, get you thirty uh, thirty five home runs. That's fine too. In the middle of this lineup, we're not asking him to hit. Uh, you know, we're not asking him to hit 350. Uh, we're asking him just to be, you know, a consistent uh, player, be a good defender, uh, and that's what he's done. Uh, he doesn't have to hit for a high average, but uh, got another homer, which got another run, which was good uh, because you did. You wondered if the Pirates were making a run at us, and and uh, we were able to hold him at bay, but did get another homer, which is which is good. Uh, you mentioned Kyle Wright pitching earlier. What did you think of his pitching uh, 
I, I thought his pitching was great. Uh, once again, um, you know, five hits, three earned runs. Uh, he did walk two, but he struck out seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can live with one or two walks. Um, you know, they, they, as long as that doesn't come back to haunt you, and it didn't really come back to haunt him that bad. But, again, he got good run support. But, but it looked to me like, again, um, you know, he was able to n- navigate in and out of trouble. Uh, and, and it, again, it looked to me like he had a mindset. Uh, he, he was kind of carrying that Max Freed look out there where mm-hmm. all he was doing was, I'm just pitching. Uh, give me the ball. Uh, you know, if it's a ball, that's great. Give it to me back. And, and then I'm on pitch. And, and he wasn't uh, – what he was doing earlier in the year was just playing, you know, nibbling around and, right. and trying to get the guy to swing at his pitches instead of just throwing the ball, you know, and, and letting them hit. And I think that's what has – has gotten his game a whole lot better is he's just throwing the ball. I mean, he's not trying to nibble. He's not trying to get him to swing at his pitch. And, um, and, and I, I, that's great because I think that's what Ian Anderson needs to learn a little bit from Kyle Wright, from Max Freed right now about nibbling. And, and, uh, you know, I heard Brian Jordan say, you know, Ian Anderson's not going to give in. Uh, well, the problem is that's great. But when, you know, you, you walk, and you got the bases loaded, and you decide you're not going to give in, and you continue throwing, uh, uh, you know, you throw pitches out of the strike zone, guys aren't going to swing at it. Mm. Uh, and you're going to want guys. And and I think Kyle Wright has learned that. Uh, and, he, you know, obviously got off to a great start this year. And, you know, struggled a little bit. But, but I tell you what, he's, so far he has pitched really well these last three or four or five ball games, uh, you know, to the point where, you know, he, he becomes – to me, um, he he's that three, that two, three guy now. Um, instead of what was looked at as the back of the rotation, he's more to the front of the rotation. Uh, and there are a lot of teams out there that would love to have a guy like Kyle Wright. So, I agree with you on everything you said there. Um, would you say that Adam Duvall was your standout of this game? Yeah, I would. Absolutely. Um, you know, although William Contreras, you know, got a couple more hits himself and he just mm-hmm. keeps hitting the ball. And, uh, you know, I think I heard them say uh, Monday night that uh, Snip was going to play uh, Darno a couple of games and Contreras going to play a couple of games. That's right. the way they were kind of working. And to be honest with you, um, neither one of them defensively have hurt the Braves. Um, and that's good. And offensively, they've been really good as well. So, you know, you could throw Contreras in there, uh, and it appears that, um, you know, Darno will be in there probably on Tuesday night as well, and then Contreras getting in on uh, Wednesday, uh, and then they get the day off but uh, on Thursday. But, but yeah, Duvall getting that home run stroke back is certainly good to see because that's a guy, by the way, who's hitting eight, okay? Mm-hmm. He's hitting eight. That's a guy <laughs> who had – 30-something homers last year at 100-something RBIs. He's hitting eight, okay? And as they said, and they even said it Monday night, there's just no rest in this lineup. No. Okay? Um, and, you know, last year, even if you look at last year, you know, with with all the RBI numbers that they racked up and all the homer numbers that they racked up, no wonder they won the World Series because of the, the hitting, uh, because – there was no rest, and you throw that that designated hitter in there, um, and that just makes it even worse because that's Ozuna, and Ozuna's hitting six, and then Contreras, who's you know honestly for a guy who hasn't played every single game, 
is booking to be the all-star catcher, um, the starting all-star catcher uh, with the way that he's playing. So, and he's hitting seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, and then you got Harris at ninth. I mean, it, there's just no rest for the weary with this lineup. And, um, you know, Duvall hitting eight. You'd never see that back in the day. He'd be your cleanup hitter, your third, right. you know, your your third guy or fourth guy or whatever, but hitting eight. But I also think, though, John, that hitting in the lower part of the lineup has relaxed him a little bit, too. That's what a manager does. You know, when you're struggling, to move you down the lineup a little bit. And, and you know, who do you want to – if you're Michael Harris, mm-hmm. um, you know – you're probably thinking, okay, Adam Duvall is before me. They probably don't want to pitch to Adam Duvall, so I should be getting some good hits. I should be getting some, you know, I should be in there. I'm going to watch and and uh, and everything. So make sure that I that that I see pitches coming to Duvall because he's probably not going to get good pitches to hit because right. they don't want to they don't want to get a homer. But Contreras is hitting before him, you know. So who do you want to pitch to? <laughs> right. uh, I don't want I don't want pitch to any of them. By the way. Uh, because they're so hot right now, but but yeah, I, you know Duvall, what a what a, a a turnaround he's finally finally having, and that's what we expected. It's just taking him a little while to warm up. Right. As we speak, the Braves are in Washington, and last week on the show, I forgot to check the schedule, and I uh, messed up. I I didn't know they were scheduled to play on Monday night, so I, I didn't put that on the podcast last week. My bad, y'all. Um, ah. So Monday night, the Braves win. Um, nine to five. Now, just for reference, I fell asleep when it was six to one. <laughs> I'm really upset that I missed Michael Harris's home run. Oh yeah, came came in the eighth inning. Yeah, yeah, um, hit it uh, opposite field. Yep. And well, I was hearing, I was listening to a local podcast here this morning, and they said that the pitch was a terrible pitch. He went down and got it. Uh, actually, um, he, he went and got it. Yeah. It was on the outside corner. And, um, but, um, you know, what I've seen from Michael Harris, uh, over the, uh, very small amount of time that he has been in there is mm-hmm. he is a guy that would be very, very tough, much like Dansby. If you notice anything about Dansby, guess what they don't do anymore. They don't play the shift against Dansby. Why is mm-hmm. that? Because Dansby's hitting the ball all over the place. Right. And why has Dansby's average been climbing up? Is because Dansby's hitting the ball all over the place. Same with Austin Riley. Uh, last year, when he was uh, having a great year, he was hitting the ball all over the place. And I'm, you know, they they shouldn't even be playing a shift against him. Well, I think the same could be said against Michael Harris. Is it's gonna? It's hard to play a shift against a guy who can't hit the ball the other way. Right. Um, and that was his homer last night. And that's what he has shown. I, you know, some of these young guys. Um, you know, I, I, Ozzie could hit 350 if he wanted to, uh, if he could learn to hit the ball the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he probably, to be honest with you, could lead the league in doubles just from hitting the ball down the third baseline and just taking off and running. Right. Um, and, and, and Michael Harris seems to be that kind of guy who, who knows that if, if I'm a, if it's a left-handed pitcher, I'm going to try to hit the ball the other way because mm-hmm. he's, the ball's going to be moving away from me, um, and 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 I'm going to be hitting the ball the other way. I'm not going to try to pull it. And that's kind of the way he works with everybody. If that pitch is outside, that's what he's going to do. He's going to hit it the other way. And, uh, yeah, it was a pitch he went out and got and uh, hit it on the sweet spot of the, part of the bat and hit it out. So, good hit. Good hit. Um, 
So the Braves ended up winning five to or nine to five. Uh, Ian Anderson, what did you think of his pitching? Uh, well, I was disappointed, uh, and the reason I was disappointed is because they gave Ian runs uh, early on. You mm-hmm. know, they had three runs in the second and three runs in the third, mm-hmm. um, and so. Yeah, he gave up a run in the fourth, which that's fine. I can live with that. It was still, you know, six to one at the time. But he really came back and struggled and couldn't get out of the fifth inning. And that's what I was disappointed about. Yeah, they, he gave up some hits. Uh, but it was just the fact that uh, the, the walks that he gave up, um, and, and I don't know. To me, you know, I, I was thinking about that this, this morning while I, was, um, while I was riding and I was watching. Um, and – Juan Soto came up last night. Now Juan Soto is a great hitter, by the way, but his mm-hmm. average this year is about 220. Okay, mm-hmm. he's he's hitting under 200 with runners in scoring position. Okay, mm-hmm. now that's like the Braves were earlier in the year. They were right. terrible. Okay, so right now you got a guy that's struggling. Uh, just throw the ball, throw right. the ball down the middle. Just you know whatever, throw strikes because he's struggling. He's frustrated. And I, I just thought, and, and, and Soto's last at bat against Ian Anderson, first pitch he throws to him is a curveball, and it's in the dirt. Okay? So, second pitch he throws to him, it's a curveball in the dirt. Yikes. All right? So, now you're 2-0 and already, and now you've got to, to one of the best hitters in the league for the last few years. Now you've got to throw him a strike. And that's right. where the problems begin. Because guys that are great hitters, even though they're hitting 220 and 230, can hit that pitch. Right. Okay? Because they know it's coming. All right? They know it's coming. The changeup, the slide, you know, those pitches were really working well last night for Ian Anderson, but he threw him two straight curveballs. He comes back with ball three and almost throws it to the backstop. Jeez. Okay? It wasn't even in the – he had four pitches to Juan Soto and they weren't even in the strike zone. Kranitz had come out, I think, two batters earlier, and then uh, Snicker came out after Soto and went and got it mm-hmm. and said, yep, that's it, no more. Uh, and I just disappointed. It looked to me like in, you know, in the first, you know, two, three innings, you know, he's throwing the ball really, really good. Um, he's throwing the ball down the middle. He's getting strikes. He's using that changeup very effectively. And then we hit the fifth inning and it's almost like, he got – he's like, oh, I'm tired. You know, I'm tired. I can't throw strikes. And, you know, we lose that. And, and that's what worries me about Ian Anderson. And that's what – that's to me, he hasn't made that next level, that next step yet uh, in his in his uh, pitching in, – in that pitching realm is as he struggles in those times. And he's got to get through that. Mm-hmm. He's got to. We're going to have to have a guy like Ian Anderson to just go in there. If he could just talk to Max Freed. Or if he just talked to Spencer Strider and say, you know, Spencer's just going to go in there and throw strikes. Right. Hit it. I'm going to throw you. Here it comes. It's going to be 100. Hit it if you dare. And that's the way that Ian Anderson should be. And, you know, they talk about third time through the order, all that kind of stuff. I don't like that. Um, And it's simply because I don't like it because who cares? You know, I could start you out the first – the first at bat, I can throw you a fastball right at the start. The second at bat, I can throw you a curveball right at the start. Well, the third at bat, don't you have three pitches? So I start him off with another pitch, a different pitch. Right. Uh, so, and I just, I don't know. I think he just struggles because uh, that mindset is I'm going to, you're going to have to hit my pitch. Well, well, no, uh, just throw the ball down the middle and, you know, let him hit it. 
Uh, right. You got a great defense. You're winning six to one. And again, it was going to at the time it was going to take a five run homer to tie the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, he had given up um, he'd given up run number two, so it was six to two. And I was thinking, okay, Ian. I said, now if you give up a three run homer to Soto, it all of a sudden becomes a one run game. And then right. he walks the bases loaded, and now a home run can tie the game. And it's just you know the pitching philosophy was just a little bit off. And maybe you know, hey. Um, and maybe he's showing a little bit of the effects of, of pitching in Colorado or, or, or something, you know, but, but man, uh, just got to get it back together. I can't, I can't have you going out and walking four guys and only striking out three guys because, you know, those things come back to, come back to haunt you. But Dylan Lee came in and cleaned up a little bit and pitched great for two and a third innings. Um, I saw this, I heard this set this morning on the same podcast uh, that I listened to down here. Um, his first through, first time through the order, he's uh, batters are hitting two thirty, which is respectable. It's okay. Yeah, let me well, let me hold on. Let me see if I can guess what they're hitting the next go around. The third time through the order, I would say probably two eighty, two ninety. Well, the second time is one eighty, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's good. But the third time is three twenty. Ah, three twenty. Yeah, see, and I don't know why that is. Uh, yeah, I know you're getting a good look at him and everything, but, you know, for me as a pitcher, I always thought, okay, what do I think the batter is expecting? Mm-hmm. Uh, is he expecting me to throw him a fastball uh, the first pitch? Okay, I'll throw him a curveball. Um, and then I'll come back with a fastball. And then I'll come back with another curveball. And I might throw another one, but I could also throw it for strikes, by the way, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, again, the first time through the order – uh, here's what you're going to get. The second time through the order is a little bit different. Well, the third time through the order should be a little bit different the same way. You know, most guys uh, like to go out and establish that fastball right off the bat. That's what it's going to be first time through the order. They'll come back with the off-speed stuff the second time through the order. Well, most pitchers have three pitches. You just start him off with another pitch. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Or, for that matter, go back to the fastball. Let them, you know, hit it. Hit it if you dare is what I say. Right. Um, so, I, so I don't know. Uh, it just seems like Ian struggles from the mental side of things, which I think is what a guy like Max Fried has been able to overcome. A guy like Kyle Wright has been able to overcome. Um, you know, Morton pitching through the years has been able to overcome that. Uh, it seems like Spencer Strider has been able to overcome that in his early stage. And it just seems like Ian, which pitching is, is a lot of it's mental too as well. And I, it just seems to me like where he has, struggled is just from the mental side of things um so the Braves end up winning nine to five um who stood out to you in this game um well uh I gotta go back to again uh Dancy Swanson had four RBIs okay uh, once again hitting the ball Darno got us off the snot early with uh with a, a home run Ozuna uh, Ozuna got another homer uh, which is great. Duvall, uh, you know, had a, a couple of walks, which was uh, surprising enough. Uh, scored three times, uh, got a hit. He was one for two. Uh, RBI, Michael Harris with a hit. But but I, I still got to go right back up to the top, and that's Dansby Swanson once again with, with uh, another time. And, and getting a, a run with, a, you know, two outs, uh, once again getting a run with two outs. You know, we struggled with runners in scoring position for the longest time during the year. And finally, we've got it back together. Now we're able to hit hit with two outs, and I think that was important. And he got a, 
a, a run, a couple of runs home, uh, and I believe it was Duvall and Ozuna that were on base, uh, and they were on second and third, and and uh, got them home, uh, which was great. Harris ended up um, getting a hit down the first baseline, which got Ozuna and Duvall to second and third, and then uh, I think Acuna struck out, and then Dansby got them in. So uh, that was really important. But but I, I go back up to the top, and uh, but you know I can also look at Dylan Lee who came in in a difficult situation and uh, got out of it and almost went, uh, you know, went two and a third innings and O'Day came up and finished it up. Chavez and then Will Smith closed out the game. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I could look at Dylan Lee and, uh, you know, the lefties, uh, I think, earned a spot to stay. Um, and, and he's been pitching very well. And um, I, I think that guy can be heavily counted on. Uh, and, you know, when Matzik comes back, that's, you know, most bullpens have one left-hander. How many left-handers do the Braves have? You got Will Smith, you'll have Magic, you'll have Dylan Lee, and you'll you'll have um, AJ Minter. That's, that's four cool. left-handers the Braves have. That's good. Uh, yeah, that's good. So let's let's you know throw out your left-handed guys uh, because we're just going to left-handed you to death if we need right, to, uh, which is great. Um, now the Braves did uh, extend their streak to twelve, but. Dan's, uh, they do lose Osby, Osby Albies for six to eight weeks. Yep. Um, now, I meant to bring this up earlier, but I just reminded myself of this. I know they replaced him with or- Orlando Arcia last night, but uh-huh. Travis Demerit's natural position is second base. <laughs> I, I did recall, I did hear that, um, so, which is funny. Do you, yeah. this is just an opinion. Do you think we'll come back up? Um, I think that would be the next guy to come back up, yes. Um, and and I think you're going to probably see a very heavy amount of Orlando Arcia at second base mm-hmm. uh, just because, um, you know, Arcia's uh, natural position is um, not uh, outfield. It's the infield. I think a shortstop by trade. Uh, so second base uh, is obviously he can play that too as well. So, um, uh, you know, just uh, I, I think you're probably going to see a lot of heavy Arcia, but yeah, I don't mind. Um, you know, I don't mind Demerit coming back up. I, I hope that uh, he is able to. Um, I hope that he has been able to uh, pick it back up. Uh, you know, in the minor leagues, uh, just struggled a little bit, but uh, but yeah, I, I, I you're gonna have to bring somebody up, and that'd be my natural call up. Uh, just uh, just. To see, I'd like to see what he could do at second base. Why not? You know, why not? Now, there is a shortstop at Gwinnett that I would love to see come up and play second base, but I don't know if he can play second base. But that's right, just, I'm a little biased. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. But uh, once again, you know, you gotta you gotta fill in with somebody. Uh, but at least you didn't lose him for the whole year. And right. uh, it's kind of funny, you know, back to back years where we lose a star. Uh, you know, I've done. Uh, like I told, like I said, I've done high school sports for thirty-something uh, years, and I was always very fortunate that uh, I had a, a very limited number of times where uh, I saw kids on the team that I was covering get injured. Um, and on the football field, we went a, a number of years without anybody getting injured. Um, I've, seen, I, I've seen my fair share of gruesome injuries, but mm-hmm. we went a number of years where we didn't get anybody injured. But then, you know, about three years ago, it all of a sudden ramped itself up. And it seemed like 
we were a mass unit, we were carrying a bus just for the injured uh, because we had so many kids injured. We had like 10, 11 kids that were injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a, a wild thing. And I don't know, uh, you know, the Braves, uh, it's just an odd injury. And that's, you know, it happens. And, um, you know, they showed the replay of it. And uh, you could just see the, the foot kind of buckle. And all of a sudden, you know, mm-hmm. we've got Ozzy uh, out for six to eight weeks. So um, it, it happens. You have a bad uh, a run of bad luck. But, again, uh, as we talked about earlier, Alex Anthopoulos has set this up with Arcia. You hang on to Arcia. And all of a sudden, he's getting to play and came out and made a great play last night uh, playing in the shift. He came all the way over from the shortstop side of things to second base uh, to, to get a ball. Couldn't turn a double play. Uh, ended up uh, spinning and throwing to Matt Olson, which got one of the outs in that inning where the, the Nationals scored their couple of runs, uh, but really saved it because that could have been uh, where they could have scored more runs. So, uh, But again... What, have, as, what has Arcia done? He's hit the ball. Um, mm. and, and he's a guy that, you know, you could leave in that number six hole where he is right now uh, just because – or five, that's where Ozzy's been hitting. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the lineup and I'm, I need to count, really. I'm not very good at that. Um, but, uh, yeah, you could leave him in that five or six hole uh, just because, you know, he's a guy that probably early on deserved to play because he was hitting the ball. And he's got power, too. He's got some pop. Certainly do not discount that. He can hit the ball uh, out of the ballpark as well. Right. What you lose, what you lose is you lose the a, a little bit of that speed, the quickness. What Ozzy has, you lose a little bit, uh, maybe on the defensive side of things, and you lose that switch hitting. Right. Um, but um, you know, Ozzy's going to be back. That's a good thing. You know, last year Acuna wasn't going to be back. Ozzy's going to be back, and that's right. a good thing. Yeah, good thing. Um. So. Oh, I just lost what I was going to say. Brain. Um, That's me every day. <laughs> so, uh, oh, so when I, I was listening to the radio, and they were talking about uh, when it happened. At the time, they thought he fouled, fouled the ball off his foot. Yes, uh, I did too. Yeah. Uh, but the, the uh, umpire never said, never mentioned anything. It was just a an inside awkward swing that he hits the ball. Um you know, down uh, the, the shortstop third base side, um, just an awkward swing. Uh, mm-hmm. And it didn't, you know, to me, it, it, I don't know, it was just weird. Uh, I thought maybe he fouled it off his knee, and I thought, oh, he just, he hurt his knee. And then, uh, you know, a couple of innings later, they come up and say he fractured his foot. So, uh, and then they end up showing the, the replay of it. So, uh, yeah, it's just odd. And, but again, we've seen odd injuries before, and anything can happen. And, um, you know, hopefully on the uh, mental side of things, Ozzy can, you know, stay in there and stay with us and, and be ready to play in, in six to eight weeks because that's going to be stretch time and we're definitely going to need him. Definitely will. Yeah. Um, so before we uh, podcast again and talk to you guys, we've got two games coming up between the Nationals and the Braves. We uh, do. Tuesday night, you've got – Max Freed going, and the Nationals haven't thrown their uh, decided who they're going to throw, which it doesn't nope. matter because Max Freed's going to throw. Max Freed's going to throw. That's right. Well, that's so. right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Max is going uh, Tuesday night, and then Spencer Strider's going Friday night, and uh, Friday night, uh, Wednesday night. Right. Um, and Aaron um, yeah, air, air, something. Yeah, Fed is. Fed yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, he's uh, four and four with a four point eight seven ERA. So. 
uh, you know, the Nationals struggled with their pitching staff, and now Strasburg's uh, on the back on the DL. Yep, and uh, I'm not sure. They're not sure when he's going to be available. And, uh, of course, they had an emergency starter last night because they pulled uh, near the rain delay. They pulled – and, again, that may have been messing with Ian Anderson as well, too, the rain delay Mm -hmm. and not getting out there uh, when they were supposed to. But they pulled – uh, their starter last night, and I'm really surprised he's not the guy going tonight. But they have not announced that yet, Who uh, which was is kind of odd. I missed that. Uh, it was Gray that was starting last night. And he's good. Uh, yeah, he was. He is good. Uh, so he may be going tonight. Uh, but uh, again, you start messing with rhythms when you start messing with when you have rain delays, and mm-hmm. they, you know, instead of pitching at the times they were supposed to, uh, you know, and the rain comes up and they don't pitch for another hour, you know, that that can mess with you. Uh, so. Uh, who knows? We'll see. But I, I, all I know is Max Preet and Spencer Strider are going the next two games, and that's good enough for me. Watch out, Nationals. That's right. That's right. So, another uh, fun fact I've got for you guys. Um, before last night's loss by the Phillies, this was the first time since the Pirates and Reds did it. I, I believe it was the 80s. I could be wrong. But that two teams from the same division had uh, winning streaks. Winning streaks. Yeah. Nine yeah, you're play. right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the, you know, the Phillies are their last 11 games. They're 10 and one. Uh, the Braves have won their last 12. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's good stuff right now. And, and of course, hopefully, you had hoped with this winning streak of 12 games, you could put a little bit of distance in between yourself and the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Braves are pretty entrenched in that wild card right now, anyway, to begin with. So that's good. Uh, but they've gained. Uh, let's see, they're five games out. So they've gained five games in this winning streak. Um, it was like which, more, to be honest. Yeah, just, but I think I, I think it's five and a half because I think they got to ten and a half out. Uh, mm-hmm. And then this winning streak started, and all of a sudden now uh, you're you're starting to put a little bit of that pressure on the Phillies. I mean, on the, on the Mets. Mm-hmm. And, boy, pressure. When you're a team hitting as good as the Braves, you almost wish the Mets would come to town uh, yeah. just because – because we are hitting the ball uh, very well, and, uh, you know, we, we don't see them for a little while. But uh, it doesn't matter, you know, and even though we're not playing the good teams right now, I don't care. Uh, we're supposed to beat these teams, and it just so happens that we're in a stretch like the Mets were uh, a couple of weeks ago or three or four weeks ago where they were playing the teams that were under 500, And then all of a sudden they ran into that West Coast swing that, that, that really got them as well. And uh, so, anyway, it's – it, it's good. Put the pressure on, keep the pressure on, and let's see where we go from there. Now, I know this is the longest winning streak for the Braves since 2013, and that, that was a 13-game 13, 13 winning streak. Do you know right. of a longer one? Uh, I don't. Um, I'm, I, I, of course, I go back a long way, and, and I remember uh, the Braves getting off in 1982 whenever they went to the, to the National League playoffs. I think they got off to the 13-game winning streak then as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, that's the only ones I know of is, is uh, uh, you know, is that long. So look, I'll take twelve, uh, you know, and then if we end up losing and then run off another twelve games, that's fine with me. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've at least gotten back in the race mm-hmm. uh, because we weren't there before. Now you just gotta manage. You, you hope that when you lose, uh, you know, the the uh, the Mets lose, uh, you hope you can win a game or two when the Mets lose, and you stay right in that three, four, five game range. Uh, just because you're within striking distance and then you get a chance to play them and then get a little bit closer. So, so yeah, uh, 
But I'll take 12 games any day of the week, and, and they're being talked about. Right now they're hitting the ball, and I think that's important. Uh, I, I don't think it matters who's pitching. They're hitting the ball. Well, you never know what could happen, but you don't you don't want this to happen. But, you know, the Braves have given up a 10-game lead in September, and they came back from a 10-game deficit in September. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, let's not do that. Let's not no. let's not come let's not give up or come back. Let's stay within striking distance and and then uh and then see where you know I, I I just I like the fact that we are, you know, five right now. I'd like to be, you know, more in the three range. Because mm-hmm. again, that puts a lot of pressure. Because again, right now for the Mets, they're without DeGrom and they're without Scherzer. Mm-hmm. Uh and so those two guys are gonna be coming back. Uh, I think. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know about DeGrom. Who knows? You never know about DeGrom. But those guys are coming back, and, and they're certainly going to add on to, uh, you know, the pitching that the Mets have. Mm-hmm. And so right now it's let's make sure we can stay within striking distance uh, is all I, all I want to do. Definitely. Um, Jeremy, that's about all I got. Um, all right, sir. Got I, I got nothing. Go Braves, and let's keep the winning streak alive. Awesome. Well, you can follow us on Sportiso, at Sportiso Braves. I just messed that all up, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ethos Braves on Twitter. Um, you can follow me at the Blind Donkey Runner on Twitter. And, of course, it's old school. You know, Jeremy Bell's always old school. It's me. On, on the old Facebook. Yes, sir. I'm on the old Facebook. You can follow me, and and um, I'm, I'm pretty boring. <laughs> That's what he said. I don't agree. <laughs> That's right. Well, All right. Thanks, well, guys, John. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening to us, and we'll be back soon. As always, right. go Braves.